This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest. Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and I'm joined by Sam and Albert. And at last, we have reached the end of the horrendous run of fixtures, and it's the European champions, Liverpool, at Sellers Park. <laughs> and we all know what happened the last time Liverpool came to Sellers Park as European champions. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hughes. Hughes looks for the opening goal. What a chance for the goal! They have done it! And it's Marco Reich who's put Palace back in the lead. Yes, we've finally made it to the end of the long, hard road, and Heskiff, it's, you know, only European champions and runaway league leaders, Liverpool. Yeah, nice way, nice way to end it, isn't it? Um, and I yeah, I'm mostly looking forward to getting a sneak in the draw against a team that's, you know, third from bottom or something. So looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Bring on Norwich on um, New Year's Day or whatever it is. And um, Albert, you're heading off to Liverpool tomorrow. Uh, what are you doing? Scouting the, the opposition? I can't remember what I said the first time we recorded this bit. <laughs> so I'm going to have to uh, say something new. 
I'm going up there for work. I think I said something along those lines. Going up there for work, there for a couple of days, not coming back. Coming back Friday because I don't want to travel down on Saturday on the train surrounded by that mob. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. A lot of them will probably be coming from London. But what I then did say was, oh, is that what you're doing? Spider-Man swinging around the, the skyscrapers of Liverpool. And I went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Heskiff went, I can't even remember, mate. <laughs> That's what you said the first time. Bang hey. on. <laughs> Pulling back the curtain. Yeah. It basically, yeah, we, we've had massive technical difficulties and you're basically missing out on us talking about Bert being too big to fit into a Spider-Man costume. So let's get straight into this. What kind of beer do you like? Heineken. Fuck that shit. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Right, so Albert, you went off and got a drink before we started, so I know you're not going to let me down. What's come out of the box of magic this week? Oh, I've finished it now. No, <laughs> uh, I've, it's called So Hop, S-O apostrophe hop. Not sure if that's meant to be a, a bad Soho pun. It's by the More Beer Company. Uh, their slogan is drink more beer, but I won't be drinking more of this one because it's not very nice. You might like it, though. Is it very hoppy? It says highly, highly something ultra pale ale, balancing rich something malt with something. It's a terrible font. Something else. <laughs> uh, modestly unreal. I mean, that in itself is enough to put me off. Mm. <laughs> it sounds delicious. Um, it's actually ranked 88 out of 100. Mm. Yeah. So it's actually quite a good one, apparently, mate. Well, for each to their own. <laughs> and what's it this week? Has to give water. Um, well, it's a now empty bottle of Moretti. Yay. Which, which was an old favourite, which I finished whilst we were waiting to start, and Albert was doing multiple Freddie Mercury impressions. <laughs> Yeah, and talking about his disappointment with um, the film, but we won't dig any further into that. Uh, right this week, I'm on Tiny Rebel Stay Puffed. It's a marshmallow porter, Albert. For fuck's sake. Uh, what does that mean? I don't know, but it's got the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man on the front. Um, I've never had That's it right. before. I'm reliably informed that it is an incredible beer. So, Can you put it on the end of a stick and hold it over a fire? Um, I don't think so. Mm. Does it taste of marshmallows? Oh, it does. It does. It's good. Oh, that's good. Uh. Oh, mm. oh, I could just talk about that for the next 20 minutes, but I won't. Instead, we'll talk about what the Palace players have been doing on international break. Um, Heskiff, Jordan Ayu, Prince of Ghana, has scored the only goal in a game to win it 1-0. It was against the mammoth nation of Sao Tome, I think, as well. <laughs> I've so never heard of him. He's obviously, you know, doing doing his nation and his adopted nation of South London proud. Uh, and I expect nothing less of him. What a star. Mm-hmm. It was from the penalty spot, so maybe um, he'll be doing his best Ben Teke impression next time Luca tries to take a penalty, snatching the ball away from him. Um, Albert, are you surprised to hear that IU scored again? Uh, I'm surprised to hear it's against a team that I've never heard of. I mean, what, what in what competition was this? Just a friendly 
was it like an AFCON qualifier? Yep, AFCON qualifier. Sao Tome. I mean, sounds like a sounds like a, a really exotic player, let alone a team. <laughs> sounds like a beer that I might drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, Christian Benteke got on the score sheet twice against um, the mighty Cyprus, which means that this season he's now scored against San Marino and Cyprus. But Heskiff, he was... Um, saying some interesting things after scoring those two goals. He was, yeah. Um, I expected him to sort of do the usual, what an honour to score for my country and can't wait to bring this form back to Palace, which I think he said after he scored his last international goal, um, like you say, against the the mighty San Marino. Um, But this time I saw a quote, uh, which was him talking about the transfer window coming up and he'd have to have a think about what was happening and have a chat with people um, about the transfer window. So maybe he's on the impression that a couple of goals against Cyprus will bag him that move to Barcelona. <laughs> yeah, because he does so well in red and blue. Um, Albert, it says he might be joining Fellaini in China in a £15 million move. Wow. What a, what a, what a footballing delight that would be, watching that. Mm. Aren't Chinese people quite short historically? Benteke and, Fel- uh, Benteke and Fellaini might do well there. Yeah, they might do, but it's just got... Do you know what that's got written all over it? It's got a ball being pumped up. You know when you see two two players go for the same header and there's a horrendous clash of heads. If you put Fellaini and, and Benteke in the same team, that's what would happen. But at least has Fellaini still got the mop? But is it, you know, he's got a bit of cushion. No, I think he, sh- he shaved it all off, didn't he? I think he got rid he finally realised yeah. it looked ridiculous. I mean, he's just a ridiculous man. He's a ridiculous football player. He's stolen a living. So um, Google reliably informs me that the Chinese are 93rd globally in terms of height. So what is that, 80, 181 countries or something like that? Well, they're mid-table, so that's not too not bad. too bad. But um, I'm thinking... Benteke and uh, Fellaini might be closer towards the top of that table, kind of you know pushing for a European place at least, at the very least. Who's the to- who's the tallest country? Just I would trip? say it would probably be Holland. Really? Any any advances on that? I'm trying to think of a height pun, but it, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> You've this come up what- short there, mate. Hey, I set them up. Uh, um, tallest country in the world, the Netherlands, at six foot six point zero three feet. Nailed it. Really? Um, I would never ahead have said of that. Montenegro, Denmark, and Norway. Mate, fair enough. Those ones I understand. Isn't uh, Heineken from Holland? It is indeed. Where Albert's never been, so this is why he doesn't realise there's really tall people in Holland. How tall are you, Albert? Uh, I think I'm six three around. <laughs> And you drink you drink a lot of uh, round. You drink a lot of Heineken, so maybe that. Uh, your dad listens. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I'd fit in. I'd fit in in Holland. Mm. Tall and love a Heine. Well, as I say, um, you got Norwegian mm. a fourth in the table there for for height, and um, twenty four games, twelve goals, and four assists. That's our very own Norwegian Heskif. Yeah, he he keeps doing well. 
Um, but every time I see him score a goal, it's from like a whipped-in cross, which, as we all know, do not exist this side of the Bosphorus. I don't know a Turkish landmark. Um, Kebab shop. No comment. Um, yeah, I mean, he's doing he's doing really well, but, uh, you know, I'm still convinced he's not really a professional footballer. And besides which, like I say, we don't cross the ball, do we, anyway? So... Good for him, but I can't see him replicating it with us. Yeah, it's it's okay to say kebab shop because we've got DR and DR has a kebab shop. Which sounds like something Prince Andrew would have said on that documentary the other day. Uh, mate, I've made my piece of it already, so don't you know, don't justify it on my behalf. <laughs> um I'm not sweating it. Back to International Eagles yeah. and Wayne Hennessy, incredible double save now. Would you have ever thought, Albert, that you would have seen Gareth Bale singing Wayne Hennessy's name like he was standing on a terrace? Well, I haven't seen it, so... <laughs> what can I say? Well, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty lot. much what it sounds like. It's um, it's Gareth Bale singing Wayne Hennessy's name. Fair enough. They're, you know, they're a tight bunch, and what else has Gareth Bale got going on these days? Um... <laughs> Bit of gold. Bit of Wayne Hennessy. <laughs> In that order? Uh, I think so. I think so. I think so. Yeah, very, very bold from Gareth Bale there. But this is not a Real Madrid podcast. It's a Crystal Palace podcast. And we're, we've had a transfer room that's not going away. Um, we've had the one from the, the bloke up top for Rangers, Morales. Um, but all of the people in the know seem to suggest that that's not on. But Edouard from Celtic might be on. Um, Heskip, he's been described as um, a technical striker to me. Um, does a technical striker fit in in any way in our front line? Um, probably more so than a nippy little lad, uh, the way we play. Um, but he's... I, I, I don't watch huge amounts of Scottish football, to be, to be honest, but I watch them... I watched Celtic play against Lazio the other week, and he looked he looked all right. Um, quite quite a big lad, puts himself about. Um, he's still quite young. I think he's only twenty one, isn't he? So that's much better compared to what we usually scout, um, which is you know upwards of thirty with absolutely no sell on value and or knees left in their body. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean he's supposed to, he's supposed to be pretty good, and he's he's scoring quite a lot of goals for the French under twenty ones, which is which is fairly decent, isn't it? So, um, be interesting to see how that goes, and whether Celtic want to sell or need to sell, or um, whether you know he for whatever reason wants to come to Palace and throws his toys out the fan. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean I'll be surprised if it happens. Um, it's probably going to be some big money and. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what that loan was, or whatever we did the other week with the Aaron Wambasaka money to get some cash in. Uh, but now, having seen what's happened with the academy, maybe that's where it all went. Uh, we're going to need to bring players in if Victor Camarasa um, is going to end his loan period at Palace. Now, I mean, but this isn't really that surprising that it looks set to be cut short, and apparently he's going to Norwich, where he will inevitably score against us on New Year's Day. I didn't realise he'd started a loan deal at Palace, to be honest. Yeah, well, um, he's having to pay back a loan with, uh, in all of the, the fines that he's been getting for not turning up to training. Well, what's the point? What is the point in turning up, really? Oh. I mean, 
I mean, he's he's got a Twitch channel. You can go and watch him play Fortnite on Twitch if you if you've got nothing better to do. I'm going to pretend I know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> cool. He's actually um, quite good at the game as well. Do you really not know what Twitch is? No, uh, it's where people stream themselves playing computer games. I guess I don't know. I thought that. I thought that was YouTube. <laughs> sort of. Uh, Hesky, if you know what it is. Um, I vaguely, yeah. I've, I, I know of it. I've never. To be been fair, on it. you can. You, you've never twitched. <laughs> I've never. I, I'd watch you on Twitch playing NHL. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Are you a voyeur? Is that what it is? It's a voyeur channel for computer. Yeah, I don't. Nerds. I just think it's a way people watch um, people really good at the game when they're shit themselves. So you can. It. This is a discussion for another day, but it really baffles me that someone who can play FIFA quite well wins like two million quid in a yeah. tournament. So I resent everyone. I resent at that point. My parents were telling me to get off the PlayStation when I was younger. What what terrible <laughs> career advice! Could have bought them a mansion in Beverly Hills by now. <laughs> yeah, instead it's a council flat in Bethnal Green. But there you go. Uh, <laughs> last but not least, uh, Brighton have put up another mural, Heskiff, of, of Bruno after the last one was <laughs> destroyed by Palace fans. Do you reckon there's going to be a sequel? Um, I hope so. For, for people who haven't seen it, um, it's all over Twitter. It's, I mean, the first one's bad. Obviously, it's a mural of Bruno. It's not going to be good. But this is next level. He looks like a decrepit egg. Um, it's it's awful. And it says, I think it says once a seagull, always a seagull, which says, you know, about as high as they're aiming. Um, Who's the guy in Avengers who's got the Infinity Stone in his forehead? Vision. Yeah, he looks like he Vision. Does, with the Infinity Stone taken out, so he's all grey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This has turned into the nerdiest podcast we've ever done. I blame Albert. It's all your fault, Albert. I mean, it's not my fault, is it? You brought up the twitchy things, <laughs> video games. Have you ever sounded more he's like a dad? Of, he's, he's going. I am a dad of two. Thank you very much. He he's going on about Avengers. It's not me, mate. You worked on Spider Man. And that's where it all started way back. But look, let's finish just here and get into talking about Liverpool's visit to Sellers Park. Reviews, predictions, comments and rants. Send us your voice clips on WhatsApp. 0203 575 1266. And strong, square-jawed and determined. It's Mile Yedinak to strike it! What a fabulous free kick! And the man from down under has just turned Liverpool's world upside down. Right, yes, it's time to build you up to the Liverpool game. Um, I've listened to the Red Men TV podcast in preparation for this. Um, insightful stuff it has given, such as the Palace backline are shit scared of pace and players running at them. Um, well, it, it, usually because it ends in Salah diving at the end of the run. <laughs> well, I mean, is there any back line in the entire world that is like, yeah, actually, you know what? I'm well up for some pace yeah. and players on it now. <laughs> exactly. uh, but you talk of Salah there, um, potentially, well, it looks like he's definitely going to be out of this game. Um, apparently, he's been playing at 75% fitness levels for the past 
few games and now that it looks like he's actually out so um that's a big loss for them it's a big loss for them um i always sort of take those with a pinch of salt because i just assume it's it's bollocks and they'll play but it does sound like he and um robertson are actually not going to play um and they've both I mean, they're both obviously really good players. Um, and any time that you don't have someone who can score 35, 40 goals a season playing against you, it's a plus, isn't it? Um, not to say that Liverpool don't have, you know, very good players outside of him like Mane and Firmino, but maybe we won't concede a penalty. <laughs> well, the suggestions is it will be Divock Origi coming in for him. Um Albert, would this be better for us with it looking like Joel Ward is probably going to be out? That means the likelihood is that Divock Origi would be up against Martin Kelly, which is probably a better matchup for him versus as opposed to the pace of Salah. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. You know, we have to take it as a positive. If Salah doesn't play, it increases our chances of not getting battered by about 4%. So that's good. Uh, but there's, you know, they they are where they are because they're, you know, they're not just a quality eleven. They've got strength in depth, and that's exactly what we don't really have. So we need to be on our A game, mm. and then some. So, you know, when we kind of, it's like when a team has a tragic tragic away form and comes to us. Whenever there's something to kind of cling on to as a positive for us rarely tends to work out. So Divock Origi is probably going to score like two hat-tricks and Salah won't get back in the team no matter how fit he is. Like that's just the sort of thing that happens in these circumstances. <laughs> yeah, well, um, you know, Robertson, it was also potentially out as uh, Heskiff alluded to a little bit ago there. But um, apparently the last time Salah and Robertson were out at the same game, um, was the second half against Barcelona when they come back and won four 0 or whatever it was? So, I'm I'm, I'm sure they was they were all right without him. Uh, but the good thing about Robertson being out, of course, Heskiff, is that Milner will be at left back. And of course, we talked a couple of weeks ago about Milner saying that Zaha's the toughest opponent he's ever had to face. So, assuming that Zaha's fit, it's another um, torrid afternoon for James Milner. Hopefully, yeah. Fingers crossed. Um... I like Milner. I think he's a good player, but yeah, like you say, he's he's been very complimentary about Wilf on more than one occasion. And you know, despite I mean, I seem to say this every, every week now, but despite people seem to dig out Wilf at every opportunity they get at the moment, which I think is a shame. Um, he's still the player who's gonna, you know, do do magic for us. And when you're playing a team like Liverpool, you need players like that to turn it on and and make something happen because for all the energy and sort of hard work and graft that the rest of the team have. I think Liverpool are too good a team to get beaten by a bit of hassling. Um, so any, yeah, like Albert said, any sort of little gem that we can that we can take that will make our life a little bit easier, um, we'll have to take it. And I think hopefully we'll getting on form and, and um, going up against Milner will be a, a good start for him to really push forward this season and, and hopefully make something happen during the game. Yeah, so Zaha obviously this week's been talking to uh, Darren Ambrose. Hesketh first. Darren Ambrose starting off with the perfect um, best man speech type uh, entrance to, to his interview with Wilfred. Yeah, it was very good. Um, I don't know if I want to spoil it if people haven't seen it. Um, and by people, I mean Albert. 
um, but it's it's well worth a watch, Albert. So um, when you're on the train up to Liverpool, um, you nah, you're right. give it a watch. Um, but yeah, he he uh, he sort of joked that he he was uh, one of the best players to ever play for Palace. Yeah, I've wrote some words down here. He said, "Albert, um, legend, uh, Mr. Crystal Palace, uh, the greatest, one of the greatest players ever to play for the club." So, which Wilfred Zaha blows out his cheeks like, <sighs> and Darren Ambrose goes, well, "That's enough about me. We're here to talk about you." <laughs> oh, I'm gutted! I missed it. Oh, Al- Albert's in full dickhead mode tonight, and he he's he's loving it. Um, but no, it's a twenty long minute, twenty minute long interview, and um, touches on a lot of the early stuff and when they were playing together and things like that. It's it's, it's worth to listen, mate. You know, there's Palace are paying people to put this content out there. Ah, uh, well, I'm a busy man. Listen, I get to enjoy Wilfred Zaha on a massive billboard in Watford Town Centre at the moment. I drive past it every morning. No, you don't. Can... Yeah, I do. Is it for JD Sports? Oh, JD Sports. Uh, uh, yeah, I took a picture of it this morning. He's in that Christmas, hasn't no, it? So it, it, no, no, it's it's something called Jameson Carter times Wilfred Zaha. Jameson Carter official dot com. It's obviously a clothing brand that he's done some sort of collab with, and there he is looking down on Watford from a billboard, which I can imagine really. I think the phrase is boils piss. With, you know, it's it's dangerously close to Vicarage Road. This this uh, this billboard. So that's how that's how I get my feel of Will for the moment. I'm I'm I found it on the internet. I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, there that's, you go, that's, mate. That's Is there a Jameson Carter in like a shopping centre somewhere in Watford? Like, what's going on? I, I've never. I've, I've not gone that far to be honest, mate. <laughs> I don't know what Jameson Carter is. Uh, there's just I just drove past the other day. So it just says I was like, oh, that's Wilfred Zaha. Hang on, isn't that? And then I realised where I was. Isn't that where we um, waited for that taxi that time before we come to yours? Uh, it's not far from there. It's the not far rain. from there. In the pouring rain after a defeat. Uh, and who knows? And, yeah, well, mate, stop bringing the mood down for God's sake. Um, there might be more of them around the town centre. I've not seen, but. You know that that's enough. Well, I mean that's I mean it's ridiculously low as well, and it hasn't been defaced yet. I would have imagined that there'd be people drawing all over that, but well, I'm guarding it. <laughs> there, you, <laughs> there you go. If you want to go and sightsee Wilfred Zaha on a billboard, head to head to Watford. We we, we are heading there in a few weeks, aren't we? So um, we'll we'll all go and get a picture together in front of the Wilfred Zaha billboard. Um, and yeah, of course, if you haven't seen Wilfred Zaha, is in a JD Sports advert. With Jesse Lingard, Heskiff. Uh, I hate Jesse Lingard. I mean, who doesn't? I even think I don't think he'll be at Man United much longer. Who is who's a new Sunderland equivalent that all Man United players will sign for now, Albert? No. Now that Sunderland are in League One, probably. Oh, that's Palace. a good question. Because <laughs> it's got to be someone's got to replace him. Hmm. I'm looking at you, Burnley. <laughs> Burnley step up to the plate and sign John O'Shea and Wes Brown immediately. Um, Daron Gibson. <laughs> uh, it's funny, you just, like you immediately hear think players like Darren Flesher as well, but Darren Flesher's probably got like four league titles and a Champions League medal under his belt or something. So, 
probably can't laugh at them too much. Uh, right now, I've written here that Van Dyke's had personal issues, which has kept him out of the Holland game in midweek, or at least he removed himself from the squad. Albert, he's a tall Dutch bloke. He, he's a very tall Dutch bloke. Exactly. It all makes sense. But the, carry on. But the question is, will these personal issues, uh, is that another slight area of hope that he'll be terrible against us? Yeah, or if he if he still doesn't, you know, if he doesn't make the game, Lovren will come in and and give us all a masterclass in how to be well, a centre half. Lovren's in anyway, mate, because Matip's out injured. Lovren's been playing the last couple of games, so you know he's he must still have nightmares at Sellers Park. Yeah, he he's he'll be just like giving it sly eyes left and right, just just to double check that Yannick Balassi not around. <laughs> Swiping the grass, flicking the ball over his head, uh, <laughs> pulling up his socks. Mm. Was that was that Matip? Did when Balassi did the old pull up the socks? Uh, it was Lovren, yeah. Not Matip, sorry, Lovren, yeah, Lovren. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's it. just about violated Lovren in every every which way you could. So, um, yeah, <laughs> poor old Lovren. Um, I'm surprised he doesn't have the personal issues that Van Dyke's got. Which I, have, <laughs> I mean, I have no idea what those are, but uh, there you go. But yeah, I mean, again. Um, Joe Gomez is not fully fit. Apparently, he obviously pulled out of the England squad because um, <laughs> he got bitch slapped. <laughs> yeah, I would love there to be. Why isn't there any mobile phone footage of what happened? It must exist somewhere. Someone must have filmed it. Who in the England squad, Albert? Do you think would be sneaking their phone out and having a little like, oh, I'm going to get this on the go? Uh, well, actually, Cole's not there anymore, isn't he? I think he he like doing something sneaky with a mobile phone if the rumours are true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what has happened? Lingard. J- Lingard. Was Lingard in the squad? I, I don't he, think he, he makes the squad anymore, does he? No, he doesn't. Yeah. Then then I'm at a loss. Yeah. I don't know. It'd probably be like Mason Mount or something. You know, Looks like butter wouldn't melt, but really he's like a little shitbag or something. I don't know. Well, you know, he was brought up in a youth team with Patrick Bamford, I'd imagine. So <laughs> the apple probably hasn't fallen too far from the Chelsea youth team tree. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, Heskiff, before the international break, we lost 2-0 at Chelsea. And um, Roy Hodgson basically, again, in his post-match, talked about it being a good result. And that we executed mm. our plans despite only having one shot on target because we were in the game at one point. And of course, James Tompkins heads out one big chance wide at the back post and that could have been one or we could have got a point. But is it going to be another case this weekend of just try not to get battered? Yeah, I think it is. I know that I'm the miserable one, but you know, in that Chelsea game, I can understand up to a point the way we're playing. But when we're chasing the game, the thing that really got me was bringing on James McCarthy when as much as he's, you know, in bad form and hasn't scored for ages and that, you, you gotta bring on you gotta bring on Benteke if you're chasing the game. And, you know, I suppose egg on my face, the only person who had a shot on target was James McCarthy, but you know what I mean. Um I understand, like I say, going we can't go gung ho, we can't try and match them up because then we will get battered, but I think at 1-0, if it is at 1-0, you know, with 10 minutes ago, you might as well go for it rather than wait until it's 2-0 and then make a change. Bring on James McCarthy. <laughs> Bring on James McCarthy, yeah. And I think with with Liverpool, you know, I think going forward, obviously, they're, they're very, very good. But 
I, th- I think their defense is also pretty good. Having injuries and having, you know, if Van Dyke doesn't play, let's say, or if Robertson doesn't play, or if Gomez doesn't play, you know, we were saying the same things against Man City, and they ended up playing two midfielders in a back three or whatever, and that it made no real difference to the game. So, I think we got to try and be realistic. Liverpool have, you know, top of the league for a reason, and are quite capable of knocking teams about. So. Yes, I think we're going to do our normal of, of keep it tight and try not to get battered early on. Um, but I really hope that if we are chasing the game, we are a bit more offensive than we were against Chelsea because it was just pretty boring, to be honest. And I'd rather we went for it in, in that situation than not. If you cast your mind back to the preview podcast for the Man City game, based on listening to the Man City podcast, I'd been reliably informed by that podcast that Man City are terrible when Gundogan and David Silva play in the same midfield. Um, didn't work out so well, did it? <laughs> so this is this is where we are now. I mean, whatever team Liverpool put out is going to be a bloody good one anyway. So, uh, you know, I'm hanging on to hope here that, you know, these misses will be something we can take advantage of but we also have our own you know Joel Ward is a big loss at the moment being our only right back and bearing in mind that Kelly goes in there as good as Kelly has been at centre-back this season we all know from Pardew's era that he's not a full-back for sure and you know Zaha's not 100% fit hopefully he's shaken off any knock that he's picked up and um, we'll have to wait for Roy Hodgson's presser before we find that information out and um, of course for Klopp's presser as well to confirm all of these um Liverpool doubts that they're on the table so predictions <laughs> it's it's been a uh a, a predictable excuse <laughs> the reuse of the word there from all the Palace fans that so when I've said can we get a result uh no nope uh nil two uh, no <laughs> no 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 nope those are all the responses that I got to, can we get a result? Um, Albert, can we get a result? I mean, a loss is still a result, isn't it? It's <laughs> a result of the game. Uh, no, I don't think we can get a positive result. However, Liverpool haven't kept a clean sheet in nine games. so I, I, I fancy us to get one but I also fancy them to probably get three. So, so you're on board with uh, Russ Collins there on Twitter has also said the result will be 3-1 Liverpool and I guarantee Ben Teke will miss a sitter. Happy Christmas. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Heskiff, do you want these at so you can follow him? Uh, what's, what's the score going to be? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't think we're going to score because we don't really ever do that anymore. Um, I think I reckon it'll be three 0 I reckon it'll be three. I'll be, I think it'll be a fairly comfortable away win. Um, and my prediction is that one of their players will do something really fucking annoying in front of the home mm-hmm. when they score. I'm going to go two one Liverpool. Uh, it's going to be one of those typical games where it feels like we might snatch something out of it, despite actually being battered. But um, you know, we create a couple of chances, score a goal, get it to one one, and then. I don't know that shit house Mane will score two one on the with about six minutes to go, and uh, we'll all be entirely disappointed, but happy that this run of fixtures is finally over, and um, we can start perhaps looking to climb the table again, as opposed to 
um, you know, continuing to fall down it as we are at the moment. But, you know, lots of winnable fixtures. I say winnable fixtures after the Liverpool game. And um, that's when we can start to actually uh, play some football and hopefully get some points and move up the table. We'll be back after this. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com Okay, that's almost a lot for this week. Um, Love Sport Podcast is available for you to listen now, so go over there. I think it's DR. Um, do all the usual. Head to backofthenest.com. Follow us on Twitter at Back of the Nest. And, of course, for the review show, which will be Sunday this week, send your voice notes to WhatsApp on 0203 Now, guys, um, I'm having renovations done in my house, which start next week. So there's a potential I might be missing for a few pods at least. Um, I'm moving in with my back in with my mum, Albert, and um, she's got internet from the 1990s or something like that. Bit of dial-up, is it? Bit of dial-up. So I'm I, I just not sure I'm going to be able to do the show. But we'll see anyway. Um, if not, there's plenty of able deputies. Um, Mike, Scott, I'm I'm speaking to you. <laughs> and uh but yeah so if, if you don't hear me for a few episodes that's the reason why um you know my i i, I, I don't know what else to say i thought you're welling up there mate <laughs> I'm, I'm welling up at the prospect of just <laughs> having 10 weeks worth of work done in my house which is and living with my mum and my wife it's gonna yeah paying cash it's gonna go well. Paying cash for the builder? Yeah, of course not. Nah, of course not. I'm 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 a, I'm a staunch Corbin Corbinite. You know, pay your taxes. <laughs> and you also work in loss prevention, don't you? So, I do you're all about the it, big getting the numbers bang on? It's about integrity, mate. You got to have your integrities. Nah, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> no, no, you don't. Uh, again, I think this is a, a discussion for another time. Um, we hate MRC. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're heading to Sellers on Saturday, obviously. Um, I am. Are you looking forward to the Norwood Junction train problems or don't they bother you? Uh, I don't go via Norwood Junction, I go via Sellers. However, I am going to dash off after the game to watch the ice hockey and trains been mash up is not good for me to get there on time yeah what time does it puck off the face off is at half past five if any palace fans want to come top of the table clash against chelmsford um you say, you say top of the table clash but haven't streatham scored about 102 goals and conceded four yeah we have but they played more games than us and they're top now so I, i'm a bit pissed off at that so i want us to beat them and go top at their expense. And of course, if you're lucky enough, you might actually get to see someone beat someone in a, an actual fist fight. Fisticuffs. That's what love, we're all there for. Love to see it. Uh, right, uh, We've waffled at you enough for this week. Uh, we will be back next week. Well, at least Albert and Heskiff will. It remains to be seen if I will. Um, for who we plan? Who's up next? Football. Football. All of the time, every time. Is it not Watford away? Mm, I feel like it's a bit too... No, it's not Watford. It's Burnley. What am I talking about? It's Burnley. Ah, yes. It is Burnley away. 
I'm heading up to Manchester on the uh, Friday to go to a rave at a Manchester warehouse project, which I'm probably about 10 years too old for. So um, look out for me in a state at Turf Moor next Saturday. Until next week, Palace fans, up the Palace. little tip for in that area was don't you don't waste your money on viagra just rub a little bit of vix vapor rub around your helmet and that does the same job apparently i'm not having it <laughs> yeah i'm I ain't trying it i'm literally not having it <laughs> it's the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.